0: week on march 5th 2023 this covers the next seven days all the storm systems going east of the rockies to the east coast the national weather service part of this program starts eight minutes in you're listening to weather with enthusiasm following podcast has an enormous amount of information and contains information from the following national weather services from Boston National Weather Service, New York National Weather Service, Baltimore National Weather Service, St. Louis National Weather Service, Chicago National Weather Service, Ashkosh, Wisconsin National Weather Service, and even Bismarck, North Dakota National Weather Service. But first we take you now to the Washington Post. The Washington Post reports something totally phenomenal. In Sherman, Texas, hail which was waist deep was reported. This is from the coming from the Washington Post mainstream media. Unbelievable stuff. This is in response to the extremely deep low pressure system, the storm system that moved across the Midwest this past Friday. Lots of tornadoes broke down in the South. There was a severe weather outbreak, very significant. Power outages were reported in Northern Indiana. One of the most unbelievable things, which many people may not know about, if you're not a Chicagoan, you might not pick up on this. Chicago totally missed the storm. There was no snow at all here in the Chicago area. What makes this totally remarkable is that this was a storm system that was forecasted at one point, Chicago, at many points, Chicago was forecasted to be in the bullseye. But the way Chicago would fall out in the bullseye was different. In the beginning, Chicago barely made it into the bullseye. The main snow was going to be north of us. Milwaukee was included in getting a very significant snow. This is just 24 hours in advance. And then the forecast snow totals moved really to just to the south of Chicago. It also included Chicago. This is the bullseye again. This is still less than 24 hours in advance. Then the main snow is forecasted to go south of Chicago, putting Chicago into a three to six inch range, which pretty much fits climate. Chicago frequently gets into the three to six inch range more so than any other. That's what happens many years, not always. Then the snow was forecasted to go even further south, one to three inches for Chicago, and then a dusting to an inch. At no point was the forecast accurate. So it's just totally amazing. Storms in general this past winter have been moving further east. This is at least the third storm, which took a storm track that was further south and east than what was originally forecasted. There is a theory behind this, uh, I'm not ready to say what the theory is, it is going to sound a little bit wild if there's no introduction, to you have no information about how this would work, why the storm tracks would be different this year, why the computer models would be different, why is guidance less accurate this year in regards to storm track. So I'm not going to share that information yet, uh, but it is something to keep in mind, Uh, that as we go through future storms, that here in the Midwest, the storms have been going a little bit further east. Even so... The previous storm still ended up happening. It still happened. There was, in North Dakota, there was a heavy snowfall. The heaviest snow ended up going further east, but the snow still happened in the places which they were forecasting snow. Back in the end of December, December 25th, all that talk about a blizzard and everything like that, The storm ended up moving, taking a track further east and south. It even could be the storm did not materialize 100%. Even so, there still was snow, at least in Cincinnati there was. Chicago also got some snow. There still was something that happened. What makes this remarkable is that there's nothing that happened at all in the Chicago area. Some people reported a drizzle, but that was it. So the question becomes is... What do you do with that? What do we do? It's a very humbling experience in dealing in an age with so much technology for such a thing to happen. This is, it's as if we're going back to the ages before technology. This is really very, very intense. What happened on Friday, I've heard uh, a lot of frustration expressed in regards to Friday's situation here in Chicago. uh, You realize at 1.6 to 12 inches was being forecasted by many, many forecasters, and everyone was pretty much on the same boat. Here's another thing. The other thing is that It's happened before where forecasts have been a bust. However, the only forecast that was a bust was the forecast that was presented to the public in the past. In the past, if you would go into the National Weather Service forecast discussion, you would read what's actually going on behind the scenes. There have been times where forecasters really did not know what was going to happen. There were so many possibilities. They did not know what was going to happen, but they had to go ahead and make a forecast. That was not the case this past Friday. And if it was, it was never expected. To anybody, this past Friday, there was high confidence in a high impact snow here in the Chicago area. Not only was there a minimal of three inches forecasted, but the way it was going to come down would be at least about a six inch impact. About the rapid accumulation, stuff like that. Thunder snow was also in the forecast, as we pointed out earlier uh, a few days ago in a podcast. Um, It was one of the higher confidence in regards to thunder snow. I assume it probably happened somewhere, but again, Chicago did miss it and it's quite amazing. I will point one thing out that if you look at the European computer model from a week before the storm or about six, five, six days before the storm on Sunday, there is a podcast where at the end I went through the European computer model, kind of did a play by play of the European computer model. We now take you to the National Weather Service portion of this program. Major winter storm with very powerful low pressure moved across the Midwest this past Friday. Paducah, Kentucky broke a record for the lowest barometric pressure on record 28.85977 MB. Three to eight inches of snow fell across northern Indiana. The National Weather Service of northern Indiana reports sporadic power outages. Wind gusts to 57 miles per hour were reported from the National Weather Service website. The National Weather Service says that some areas reported wind gusts of 60 miles per hour. All of this occurred, almost all of it occurred mid-afternoon Friday. There were some heavy wind gusts in some locations that occurred 12.35 p.m. Friday afternoon. Snowfall accumulation in Johnstown, Michigan hit 10 inches. Total rainfall equivalent was uh, peaked in Aura, Indiana of 2.74 inches. As we've mentioned on previous podcasts, the Chicago area amazingly saw no snow at all. Perhaps there was a trace by... (laughs) Unbelievable amazingly no snow at all we had a winter storm that was originally forecasted the bullseye was forecasted to go just north of chicago then through chicago then just south of chicago it ended up missing chicago unbelievable system we have another winter storm today bringing 5 10 inches as we speak to portions of north dakota most of the southern area of north dakota right now is under a winter storm warning five to ten inches of snow this storm is going to move off to the east and it's going to be affecting Oshkosh Wisconsin it's going to be a two-part storm beginning late this evening ending Monday evening the first part is going to have better forcing associated with it along with frontogenesis ahead of a surface low pressure system this is going to fall mainly as snow The snow is going to be heavy at times with snowfall rates of 1 inch per hour. That's possible. That's going to be occurring in the Oshkosh area late this evening into Monday morning. By Monday morning, a wet snow with amounts of 2 to 6 inches are forecasted. The highest amounts mainly south of Highway 8. This all comes from the National Weather Service. The snow then gradually tapers off across central and east-central Wisconsin Monday morning. A loss of moisture in the mid-level and surface temperatures will be warming above freezing. As a result of that, there's going to be a mix of freezing drizzle, snow, and rain that will be affecting those areas by the afternoon. There could be a light glaze of ice possible across central and east-central Wisconsin. The main impact, however, is going to be from the snowfall. Now, that's part one. The second part of the storm is going to begin, that's going to be associated with the mid-level shortwave, and that's going to take place for the remainder of Monday. The snow is going to be continuing mainly north of Highway 29, with a light mix of snow and rain and drizzle continuing mainly south of Highway 29. It's possible that there will be a period of no precipitation occurring in portions of central and east-central Wisconsin on Monday... by monday evening additional snow accumulations of a half an inch to three inches is possible north of highway 29. another major winter storm is going to head into the upper midwest possibly even places further to the south that's going to arrive the precipitation with the next system right now that system is on the west coast that system is going to be arriving in the upper midwest such as wisconsin thursday evening that's really when those precipitation, the precipitation chances are going to go up Thursday evening, and the end is very hard to figure out, but could be Saturday evening, Motzei Shabbos. We might have precipitation going all the way till then, or possibly Sunday. This is a long-term winter weather, an extended spell of wintry precipitation in the Upper Midwest. The synoptic weather setup Thursday night. It's going to be a moisture-rich environment. A nearly closed upper low moves into the upper Midwest. This system is going to have positive vorticity advection, and that would bring snow chances back to northeast Wisconsin after midnight. Obviously, this far in advance, guidance is different. There are still some model differences with the movement of the upper low. However, the models are in closer agreement than previously. Another potential issue over here, a problematic thing of forecasting right now, is going to be the amount of the precipitation. Right now, the GFS has really cranked up the numbers. That's especially true on Friday as the upper low moves into the Great Lakes. The temperatures appear to be cold enough for precipitation to fall as snow. This is for the east central Wisconsin, upper Wisconsin, therefore this system, the National Weather Service is going to be watching it very carefully. Now this system brings precipitation through the weekend, Friday night light snow continues into Friday night and then the question is what's going to be happening over Shabbos on Saturday and that all depends on the movement of the upper low. The snow could continue well into Saturday if this low, the low moves slow. If that's what happens, there are some computer models which have the low system moving slow And then by Sunday, finally, the influence of this low pressure system is going to be out of here. Now, this storm system, which was on the west coast right now, so we say it moves into the Wisconsin area, bringing precipitation Thursday night. I'm sure it's going to be affecting other portions of the upper Midwest as well. This storm system then moves to New England. It moves just south of New England. This is going to bring snow major snow to the new england area the boston national weather service is telling us all eyes turn to possible low pressure tracking south of new england this weekend yielding a risk of snow i'm now going to read straight from the national weather service website this comes uh, from the boston national weather service the next shot for potentially impactful weather We'll have a trough lifting into the Great Lakes region while the ridge builds into New England and Quebec. In response to the trough, a coastal load develops over and offshore of the mid Atlantic and deepens. So we have over here, it's either developing over. The mid-Atlantic or offshore. Lots of uncertainty during this time frame as guidance is all over the place, with the track and the intensity and the timing of the surface low developing offshore. We'll note that an ensemble mean of the GEFS and the EPS tending deeper and closer to the benchmark. Could result in impacts for our region, this is for Boston, if things stay this way, especially because we've got a blocking high to the north. Given the uncertainty this far out, we have stuck with the national blend model at this point but will be something we need to monitor as the week progresses and they end off with stay tuned. So we see over here a consistency with long-range weather forecasters telling us that for the East Coast, These long-range weather forecasters, I'm only able to find them on AccuWeather. You know, I try to get the information from the National Weather Service or from... So in this case, we have them, we have the National Weather Service telling us we have a blocking high over Greenland. That blocking high is going to be the source. As that thing strengthens, it's going to be source for the cold air coming down south into New England. So we now have the short-range forecasters, the National Weather Service is now in agreement with what these long-range forecasters have been saying. So uh, this is going to increase the chances for seeing storm systems. In fact, the cold air for this upcoming weekend is more significant for the Northeast than this past weekend. The New York National Weather Service tells us it's total in agreement with Boston. A coastal storm could develop and affect that area. Next week, quite obvious, it's the same area. The National Weather Service from New York tells us that the main feature this is Tuesday through Sunday. The main feature through the period is going to be a large, deep, closed low or lows rotating off the Canadian Maritimes. This is going to keep the region on edge of its Western Atlantic troughing and cyclonic flow, with a series of weak shortwaves rotating through the area. The Canadian Maritime regime will gradually be displaced Friday into the weekend in response to the Western U.S. troughing, amplifying into the Central Plains and a resultant downstream Central. U.S. ridging. This will all slowly slide east through the region through the weekend. The first short wave pivots through Tuesday morning with associated low pressure quickly exiting southeast of the region. Any lingering light snow should quickly come to an end Tuesday morning with a shot of Canadian Uh, cold air advection on gusty northwest winds about 25 to 35 miles per hour gusts in its wake tuesday afternoon and evening another shortwave pivots through tuesday night with a cold frontal passage and reinforcing shot of cold air advection highs near seasonable in the mid 40s for the city and the coast and around interior under mostly cloudy skies the area then remains in cyclonic flow wednesday and thursday with perhaps a couple more weak shortwaves cold fronts moving through between large and Deep western Atlantic low and Canadian high pressure nosing down to the west. This will result in dry, breezy 25 to 35 miles per hour gusts and seasonably cool conditions Wednesday through Thursday. But the main focus over here we've not gotten to yet. We're about to get it to right now. High pressure surface and aloft gradually builds in Friday into Friday night with dry conditions and diminishing winds. Inherent model spread exists in timing, intensity, and the track of the intensifying close upper low as it slides towards the east. East Coast this weekend, with result in timing track intensity differences in the frontal system working towards the coast on Saturday and Saturday night. This is going to create possible coastal low development tracking to the southeast of the area Saturday night and Sunday. The sensitivity for the forecast per the SBU ensemble sensitivity analysis has to do with the evolution of a mid-Pacific upper low and its downstream effects on the interaction between the closed low currently sitting just off the Pacific northwest coast. This is the eventual late-week approaching shortwave, which right now is sitting just off the Pacific northwest coast, central Canadian polar low during the early to midweek. Good clustering of solutions this far out between the GEFS, CMC, and the ECE Ensemble members The primary low weakening across the Great Lakes and the Ohio Valley And a coastal low developing off the Carolinas Saturday And then intensifying and tracking southeast of the region Saturday night and Sunday But still quite a bit to play out through the midweek Before predictability and confidence increases in this evolution and sensible weather detail What they've just described is a scenario where we have a storm system That's going to be moving through the Midwest The storm system then moves to the southern portions of New England. But what actually happens is the storm system transfers its energy to another developing storm system, a secondary low right off the coast. And this is really where they usually develop. This is going to be right off the coast of, I believe we said, North Carolina. The Carol somewhere in the Carolinas Saturday. So one thing we have to watch, we have to look into is where does Baltimore fit into the picture here? The National Weather Service of Baltimore gives a synopsis. And all they tell us is that low pressure may impact the area Friday into Saturday. What we have right now, they tell us that from Friday onward, the guidance becomes a bit more murky for the progression of the large trough eastward and the attendant surface features. For the latest 12 Zulu guidance, a warm front approaches from the south late Thursday into Friday. As a result, expect an increase in cloud coverage during this time as deeper moisture builds, resulting in increased precipitation chances Friday and Saturday as the surface low approaches. Low pressure looks to move offshore Saturday night into Sunday morning, allowing cold air advection on the heels of a northwest flow to return. Most locations will dry out with upslope rain and snow showers likely to linger over the mountains late Saturday into Sunday. With all that said models remain all over the place with the evolution of the weather pattern friday into the weekend most solutions remain slower while a few others remain faster therefore forecast details remain highly uncertain beyond a generic unsettled weather likely heading into the next weekend right now the european computer model is forecast on windy.com brings snow into the chicago area not that much but snow into the chicago area thursday night after midnight and that snow continues through the day Friday, ending Friday evening. There's something very noteworthy here for the Chicago area. The National Weather Service tells us that widely scattered thunderstorms are expected this evening after 9 o'clock p.m. This is especially true for areas north of Interstate 80. Severe weather is not anticipated. But Thursday night and Friday, we do have a limited snow risk. For the Chicago area, the storm motion for tonight will be moving towards the east at 55 miles per hour. Here's the inside scoop in regards to, well, we're going to skip right now over to the snow. This is for the Chicago area. We have cold advection behind the low pressure system that's moving through Monday. will overspread the area on the northwest to north winds during late day Monday and especially Monday night. This favors breezy conditions as well as likely stress later in the night. Okay. Uh, Lake effect profiles get slightly unstable late Monday night and might support cloud depths just enough for some sprinkles near the lake. Regarding the late week storm system, models are in significantly better agreement than yesterday. However, there is still a considerable amount of discrepancy among guidance. To my surprise, this is the National Weather Service speaking. The Canadian has changed alliances and now lines up notably better with the GFS than the European model. The European model is still a bit quicker to bring this storm through, but at least the GFS is no longer lagging by a whole day. Just about all guidance has at least some scattered precipitation moving in north of the warm front as early as Thursday. Through the day on Thursday, it will be hard to get anything to the ground with that dry air still holding strong in the north levels once the upper trough begins swinging and thursday night it's more believable that we could start to see some precipitation as the low levels moisten up the center of the storm will make its way through the region through the day on friday the gfs and canadian track it just northwest of the county warning area resulting in mostly rain for us with a better chance for snow or rain snow mix closer to the illinois wisconsin state line the european on the other hand tracks the low through southern illinois and across the Ohio Valley. This favors a much colder setup with more snow than rain. Hopefully models continue to converge toward a consensus over the next couple of days. But they're honestly not entirely displeased with where we're holding at being still five days out. A likely surge of cold air behind the system remains. That would mean a cold weekend ahead, but most most mid-range guidance agrees that we could be looking at temperature departures near 10 degrees below normal, by the weekend. What we have going on for this evening here in the Chicago area, we have a three to six hour period of showers expected within the 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. window tonight, mainly north of Interstate 80 with embedded thunder possible. Southern states are going to be seeing lots of rain again this week. Louisiana portions over there, two to three inches of rain. This is due to a stationary front that's going to situate itself across uh, southern Arkansas, really. That area throughout the week. And especially as we get through the period Wednesday through Friday, we're going to see periods of thunderstorms that continue to fall around that area until finally the front associated with the storm system by the end of the week is going to push that front all the way out. One thing to note is that there's going to be really warm temperatures that are going to make it into southern Illinois, southern Missouri, even into the St. Louis area as temperatures go into the mid-70s, especially Monday afternoon. The National Weather Service from St. Louis, Missouri, tells us this is the short term. They say a cold front has has begun to lift back north as a warm front this afternoon with winds veering back to the south and picking up. In the meantime, as an upper-level shortwave slides northeast towards the Great Lakes region, a surface low will continue to develop in the lee of the Rockies. This low will begin to slide east-northeast from southwestern Kansas through northeastern Missouri tonight then into the Ohio Valley by Monday evening. With the warm front north of the forecast area tonight, lows will be rather mild in the upper 40s to mid-50s. The latest deterministic models are now in better agreement on location and timing of the system, with the cold front sliding south through the forecast area on Monday. However, if the front speeds up just a bit, if the front speeds up just a bit and more clouds, even mid and high clouds, advect in, this could affect high temperatures. For now, there will be a wide range of temperatures with highs ranging from the low 60s in the far northern portions of the St. Louis County warning area to the low to mid 70s along and south of Interstate 70. That includes the official reporting station of St. Louis at Lambert Field, which is at least a 20 degree difference, 20 degrees above normal as well, for this time of the year. In regards to precipitation chances with the system, they're going to be limited. There's going to be some weak lift and low-level moisture across northern Missouri and west central Illinois, along in north of the warm front tonight. The best chances of precipitation are going to be just north of the forecast area. This is for St. Louis and southern Iowa. As far the cold in regards to the cold front on Monday it looks like it will be a dry passage as it has limited lift and moisture to work with by monday night decent cold air advection will begin to move into the region with lows near normal in the low 30s to low 40s again that is for east central missouri and for the latter part of the week. Active weather patterns still expected across the region, the bi-state area of Missouri and Illinois, through the workweek. The upper-level trough over the western continental United States will continue to deepen with a series of shortwaves lifting out towards the region. However, the latest cluster analysis still indicates differences in timing, location, and strength with each short wave. The first short wave will lift northeast into the forecast area. This is for St. Louis on Tuesday, with rain moving in by Tuesday night. Temperatures are trending ever so slightly warmer. so Just a brief rain-snow mix expected towards daybreak on Wednesday, with no accumulation Expected over portions of northeast Missouri and west central Illinois. Otherwise, the best chance for rain continues to be Thursday night into Friday as the latest ensemble solutions have the main trough lift out of the western continental United States into the upper Midwest. As the system exits during the day on Friday, colder air will filter in with the rain briefly mixing with and or changing over to snow before ending. Then flow becomes more zonal as a weak upper level ridge builds in across the continental United States for next weekend. That takes care of the storm systems for eastern portions, any area east of the Rockies. All these storms, of course, are coming from the west. We've not really touched upon the west coast. We usually don't deal with that. So there is what to talk about. Two winter storms moving across. One as we speak, moving across the upper Midwest. The other one moves across the Midwest for the middle parts of this week and then moves on to the East Coast. Something very similar to last week, but there's more cold air associated with this system, especially as it approaches the East Coast due to that Greenland high pressure. The following is weather that is forecast to happen across the Midwest, the South Central States, and the East Coast from Sunday, March 5th through Saturday, March 10th. This story for this week we have two major winter storms again major winter storms means six inches or more one of them is happening while we speak right now five to ten inches in north in the Dakotas it's moving into Oshkosh Wisconsin the highest impact of this event will be the snowfall main forcing along with the front Genesis a very common word in these north uh, forecast discussions from the National Weather Service that's going on tonight for that area we have Chicago, which is on the southern part of the storm system, and Chicago is uh, has a decent chance of th- seeing thunderstorms between now and 3 a.m. this evening. Very warm, unseasonably warm conditions just to our south as temperatures soar into the mid-70s. You know, St. Louis has this tendency to sometimes somehow end up temperatures end up getting several degrees warmer than the surrounding areas that could be due to winds that come in off the ozark plateau which produces compressional warming it would not be surprising to pull off an 80 degree day in the st louis area tomorrow but in general widespread 70s is in the forecast dew points in the widespread 50s with 60s to the south Uh, that's For the St. Louis area, a front sets up over in the Gulf states for this week as, you know, that the front moves south of St. Louis and continuous precipitation, especially Wednesday through Friday, lots of thunderstorms down there. There hasn't been that much talk of a severe weather outbreak yet, but I'm sure it's coming. And we have the second storm, which is a high impact storm. It's going to be coming in. Right now, it's on the Pacific Northwest Coast. That storm system moves into the Midwest, bringing precipitation, snow, into the Wisconsin area by Thursday night. The precipitation might end by Friday night. Meteorologists of the National Weather Service in Oshkosh think there's a chance the light precipitation might continue through Saturday night and even parts of Sunday. The heavier precipitation would be Thursday night and Friday. Some of that precipitation will be moving into the Chicago area as well. As of right now, the storm track is expected to go right through the Chicago area or just to the northwest. That would bring a warm front just to the south of the Chicago area Thursday night. We would be on the warm side of the system, but there always could be at the very end some wintry precipitation that gets mixed in. A secondary area of low pressure develops off the Carolinas, and the low pressure here in the Midwest transfers its energy to the low pressure off of the Carolinas, and then that system moves either up the coast or a little bit out to sea. Now, the difference over here is when you have a situation like that, which is pretty common, the cold air and the snow is able to dig further south. We have something that's been taking place over the past week that we have not had all winter, and it's intensifying, and that's the Greenland High Pressure. And that's a blocking high, and it's gonna be responsible for bringing the cold air into the East Coast. And that's, it's coming down from Canada, and that's something that we had at the end of last week, responsible for some of the snow. At the end of the day, officially New York only got 1.8 inches. We still have a snow drought going on over there this weekend, there'll be a little bit of some more cold air and a significant snow for the Boston area. These storms here in the Midwest, we've said many times they produce six to 12 inches. That's the classic amount in the bullseye. When they turn into these nor'easters, they tend to produce double that, 12 to 24 inches. This time of the year, snowfall tends to be wet. And when you have a wet snow, so that can cut those snowfall totals in half. Here in the Chicago area, on average, it's been written before in the Chicago Tribune, the average snow to water ratio is 12 to one. We've read before from the National Weather Service in Minneapolis, it's 13 to one. And it's common in a wet snow to have that at six to one so it really is it cuts it into half and by lake effect snow it's between 30 to 40 to one so you know these buffalo events which have we got 82 inches from that even that you're still getting two inches of rainfall of water equivalent which was absolutely phenomenal Uh, The European computer model brings snowfall into the Chicago area. The National Weather Service also has said there's a limited risk for snowfall Thursday night and Friday. That's the system that will be bringing more significant snow into the Wisconsin area. The following is a summary of this podcast. We have a forecast bust that took place in Chicago, where the area got no snow whatsoever, despite the 6 to 12 inches that was forecasted just in 24 hours in advance. In fact, at no point was the forecast accurate for the Chicago area. There was an enormous tornado outbreak, a severe weather outbreak, and we have hail in Sherman, Texas, that was waist-deep high. To, as we speak, we have 5 to 10 inches of snow that's forecasted to happen over much of southern uh, North Dakota, where there's a winter storm warning in effect. Oshkosh, Wisconsin, two to six inches of snow by tomorrow morning, another couple inches to tomorrow evening. Another, another winter storm moves into the Wisconsin area Thursday night into Friday night. Possibly the light snow may continue through Saturday, Shabbos, Monte Shabbos, maybe even early Sunday. But the main storm is Thursday night and Friday. An additional several inches of snow. It's very reasonable to think that there will be a six inch plus snowfall during that time. The storm right now is over in the Northwest Pacific. It's going to move into the Midwest, bringing precipitation even into the Chicago area by Thursday night. Some of that precipitation might fall as snow even in the Chicago area, especially towards the end. In the beginning, rain is more likely and we're actually going to be very close to a warm front in the Chicago area. This week, we have unseasonably warm temperatures that are headed for the St. Louis area. Much of that area, in fact, the front is going to position itself right along Interstate 70 over in the St. Louis area so you can have temperatures in the 70s that includes Interstate 70, uh, you know, and then to the north, Temperatures are going to drop into the 60s and 50s. But the Lambert Airport, the official recording station for St. Louis, is right on Interstate 70. So temperatures will be making it into the 70s, at least for the St. Louis area. A lot of times St. Louis area gets several degrees warmer than the surrounding areas. It would not be surprising to pull off an 80 degree reading over there. However, because it's so close to the cooler air, and in fact, there might even be a wind shift in the afternoon already, it's less likely than usual for the St. Louis area, I think, to pull off in 80 degrees like it typically does. I think tomorrow there's less of a chance than usual. Storm system moves off to East Coast, but the real story is going to be the storm system that right now is in the Pacific Northwest Coast that we spoke about is going to be moving into the bringing heavy snow to the upper Midwest Thursday night into Friday. That storm system transfers its energy to a developing storm system off the Carolinas by Friday night, and then that storm system moves up the coast or out to sea that's expected to bring snow into the Boston area, coastal storm of snow, possibly heavy We have 2 to 3 inches of rain that may set itself up over parts of the Gulf Coast states as that front really becomes kind of stationary. Periods of rain, especially some convective activity. No talk of severe weather yet. But the convective activity, thunderstorms, moves along the front Wednesday through Friday for parts of the Gulf Coast, bringing that 2 to 3 inches of rain. The front associated with the strong storm system will clear off the whole country I don't know about Florida, but it will clear and dry out even the Gulf Coast states by the end of the week. I wish everyone a great night. Have a wonderful week. Have fun in the snow. Have fun in the warm weather. And have fun trying to forecast these things. We pointed out also that the storm tracks have been going further east this year. It uh, could be connected to something else that's going on in a different part of the world right now that could be why the forecast models are not handling these tracks as well this winter as in previous winters i wish everyone a great night and have a wonderful you have been listening to the podcast weather with enthusiasm you will now hear a one-minute trailer Several additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning. Yes! We have a powerhouse typhoon which has developed off in the Pacific Ocean. A big shocker to many of you. This is especially true in regards to what's going to be going on in Alaska. We have parts of the world that are so hot right now. Temperatures are expected to go into the low 130s. Hey, we have a special guest on our show. Uh, what is your name? It's well a heat wave that's going to be headed to the A-Lot area. We're going to have to wait before we get into the next excitement. <gasps> We're going from one extreme to the next extreme. parametric pressure feet of snow are falling in japan oh my gosh that's a time of celebration just google weather with enthusiasm and they're all gonna come up